Miss Lou is widely regarded as the mother of Jamaican culture. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, what good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I am Keisha Christie, your storyteller, and this week's episode is exciting. Okay, this week we are honoring Miss Lou. September 7th is Miss Lou Day, aka Miss Lou's birthday. And this year, 2020, is the 101st celebration. Louise Bennett Cloverly, affectionately known as Miss Lou, is the person that we are celebrating this week. And I'm looking at an article in Pride magazine that was written in celebration of her 100th birthday celebration, which was last year in 2019, which I had the pleasure of being physically present for, where uh, they were rededicating the St. Andrew's Gordontown Square to Miss Lou Square. In this article, they describe Miss Lou perfectly and why reinvent the wheel when the wording is already perfectly done. I don't read on this podcast often, but this is definitely worth the read. They describe Miss Lou like this, a globally acclaimed writer, folklorist, educator, radio and television personality and poet who was known for performing her pieces in local Patois dialect. Miss Lou is widely regarded as the mother of Jamaican culture. That right there is 100% truth. Like I mentioned earlier, this year 2020 is Miss Lou's 101st birthday celebration. And in commemoration, Jamaica has released a collection of stamps in her name. And these stamps are beautiful. We're going to get into a few stories. And by now, you must know say Anansi Aminium. We have some stories for you. Now, you know say Anansi have a hard head and hard ears. And some things go in and no steer. Some things just pop, bounce off the side of your head. And this story is about a time where Anansi didn't take his foolish advice and did things his own way. Let me tell you how it go. This story is called Anansi and Fire. Once upon a time, Fire was a pretty little girl. Mm, always in at the old land and just mm, never in her house. She did pan the road a glimpse here and a glimpse there and mana watch her all the time because boy, she was enticing. When I tell you she had the moves, mm, in and out of places and when you get close, you feel warm and the man did like that. But everybody knows the fire, you can get close but don't touch. Well, and Nancy did have a liking for fire from long time. And now, this was Anansi's time. Mm. So Anansi get close to Fire and tell Fire that she was a pretty little girl. And that mm, he would like to get her know her better. Well, <laughs> Fire hear all about Anansi. 
and didn't like some of the things that he was doing. And well, now would probably be a perfect time to teach him a little lesson. So, Fire did get close to Anansi. They would talk and spend time. Anansi would say, girl, you're looking fine. Fire would smile and nod. Some time went on and then Fire said, well, Anansi, you always come out and I talk and I spend time, but you never invite me to your yard. Well, here we are. <laughs> Anansi did have one little wife at home. We call her Dove, but um, he never tell Fire. And well, Dove heard all about Anansi's deal in a road. He and Fire side by side. Anansi finally decided, you know what? He's going to invite Fire to the house. Hmm. Well, sugar, come over tonight. Well, Fire said, well, Anansi, you know, so if I come to your yard, I can't come inside unless you lay a path for me. Anansi said, what? Fire said, yes, you have to lay a path for me. When you go home, I tell you what you do. You set some dry leaves. You have to set them from the outside into the middle of your living room. And when you set that, we can come in from the from the doorway into your living room and we'll have a nice time. Well, and Nancy liked that talk. And Nancy headed right home. And Nancy went home and said, Dove, may I invite fire for dinner. And Dove said, Nancy, that's not a good idea. Fire never go in anybody's yard yet. And Nancy said, well, she's coming at my yard tonight. Dove know Nancy to be a foolish little man sometimes, and she warned him again. She said, Nancy, if you invite fire in at this house, you're going to have problem. And Nancy said, no, nah, man, let me go set up a place. So while Nancy was going to out and look for the dry leaves to set a path for fire, Dove went out to the back of the house because she said, mm-mm, I'm not deal with this. Meanwhile, she stood off in the distance to watch the action happen. She waited for a while till dusk came down. She waited a little longer and she could see the glow coming down the lane. Fire was moving, sashing side to side, taking her time coming to Anansi's house. When she reached Anansi's house, Anansi opened the door and said, Dear Fire, I was expecting you. Come inside. And Fire said, Anansi, did you lay a path for me? And Anansi said, yes, my dear, I laid a path for you. Come in, darling. Hmm. Well, Fire looked around and she sashayed her way to the door. And when she reached the door, she peeped inside and she said, whoa, Anansi, I've never been inside your house before. Truth is, Fire didn't go inside too many houses. But this one looked nice enough. And Anansi said, come on in. So Fire sashayed her way inside. And the path Anansi had laid was full of nice, dry, crisp leaves. And Fire began to get hot. And as Fire began to get hot, Anansi felt warm. And the warmth that Anansi felt, he wanted to feel a little bit more. But Fire began to blaze. She began to light her way into the living room and behind her was a glow of fire. <laughs> and Nancy went and said, but fire, what's happening here? Fire went into the middle of the living room and fire and I reminded Nancy of all of the times where he did bad things to cow, 
to goat, to, to patu, and said, Nancy, now is your time. And she went left, she went right, she swooned and round, and all she left were glowing flames in her path. And before you knew it, Dove watched the whole house go up in flames, and Nancy literally stood in the ashes as fire went down her way. Jack Mandora, me not choose none. This next story is called Anansi and Smoke Pork. Once upon a time, Anansi got married. Anansi married a beautiful woman who owned a nice, fat pig. And they lived together in their hut. And every day, the woman went out to work, came back in, and she would feed this lovely, fat pig. And every time Anansi would say, boy, your pig looked so delicious. Him looked delicious enough to eat. She would say, Anansi, you can't eat my pig. Don't eat my pig. I'm taking care of him. Well, <laughs> Anansi figured there was one way or another he was going to eat that pig. So Anansi decided he was going to work him brain. <laughs> Anansi suddenly fell ill. Anansi felt so sick. He couldn't, he couldn't move. He was bedridden and he just, he couldn't talk. He went to whisper and he felt hot like fire. Mm. And Nancy had a fever and Nancy couldn't talk. And Nancy felt so weak. His wife got so worried, wondering, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? <laughs> and Nancy said, doctor, doctor. So his wife went to get the doctor. When his wife left the house to head down the road to the doctor, Anansi shut out the back of the house and got to the doctor's office first. When Anansi reached the doctor's office, he disguised himself and put on the doctor's coat and sat down in his chair. When Mrs. Anansi reached, Mrs. Anansi explained to the doctor that Anansi suddenly got sick. Anansi had fever. Anansi can't talk. And not only that, Anansi was weak, weak, weak. She don't know what's wrong with him. Well, the doctor said... I can come and see him, but I already know what the problem is. Mrs. Anansi said, what? You know what the problem is, doctor? Tell me, tell me. I need to know what is wrong with my Anansi. Well, it's pretty serious, Mrs. Anansi. I know the symptoms that your husband has, and it's... Hugger cravenitis. Hugger what? Hugger cravenitis, doctor said. Well, the poor woman couldn't figure out what it is the doctor was saying. But he said, yes, Miss Anansi. Mm. The only thing that would cure him is, well, let me think about this. And he flipped some pages in his book and he came back and he said, mm-hmm, that's it, pork. The only thing that will cure him is pork. You have a pig? Poor Miss Anansi said, yes, doctor, but... Uh, and before she could finish... Dr. Anansi quickly wrote a note and said, Woman, you could have a pig in your yard and not want to help your husband? Oh, Mrs. Anansi felt very, very, very sad. And she said, Oh, well, if, if that will cure my husband, then we will go home and, and, and cook the pork. So Mrs. Anansi, with a big sigh, said, Yes, sir, I will go and cooked pork 
and she headed back home. Well, and Nancy shot out of the back of the yard, flung off the doctor's coat, raced back to his house, jumped in at the bed, and lie down wakey-wakey once again. Hmm. Mrs. Anansi came in to check on her husband, and he was still weak, and he still couldn't talk, and he did hot like fire. And now he was perspiring. Mm. She thought to herself, my, he's getting worse. Well, whatever the doctor did say him have, hug a craver, cover, craver, cover, craver, whatever it is, she go cook the pork and give it to her husband to eat. So out she went. And she killed the, poor, the pig and she cooked up the pork and she gave it to her husband. Mrs. Anansi said, here, the doctor said, you need the pork to cure you. Anansi said, no, I can't, I can't eat you pig. She said, Anansi, it's too late. No, you have to eat it in order to get cure. Anansi said, no, I can't eat you pig. Are you one and only pig? Mrs. Anansi had to force him. She take up the fork and she push it in her mouth and she said, you have to eat it. It will cure you. It grieved my heart. You have to get better. And Anansi said to himself, well, it grieved my heart to eat your pig. But since you have forced me, make I eat it. Hmm. Mrs. Anansi sat down, little sad. She had to deal with her pig in that way. But, and then she ate and ate and ate. And he drank and he ate some more. And then she ate till all of his bellies were full. Because, you know, say, and then she belly long, so he had more than one. At the end of the day, there was still pork left. There was pork for days. And Nancy eat little, 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 little every day. And he ate more and more and more and more. And from that day until this day, <laughs> people know how smoke pork on a regular basis. Is a Nancy make it so? Jack Mandura, me not choose none. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed those stories. When it comes to Miss Lou and Nancy stories, we shall go on and on on forever but we know we have a short time together and we'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us for another episode of what good and as we always say gather your friends and your family learn something new reminisce about the old days and as always what good